You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 44. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. This is going to be a great episode to get you acquainted. If this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, 44th time, welcome back. We are happy to have you. And before I get into this week's episode, which I am really, really excited about, I want to share just a few pre-show announcements. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. And show notes are basically like a short blog post about the episode that mentions any of the links or that features any of the links that I talk about during the episode. And this podcast is available wherever you can listen to podcasts. So if you're listening on an iPhone, you were probably listening through the Apple Podcast app. You could also be listening through it to the podcast through Stitcher, Acast, Overcast, um, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, wherever podcasts are available. And you can also listen directly on the website. So if you are at a desktop computer, if you go to howdoesshedoapodcast.com, you can listen to the episodes there. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Tiff South and that's Tiff with two Fs. You can also follow the show page, how does underscore she do it at on Twitter rather and on Instagram. And if you have not already done so, thank you I guess I'm thanking you in advance for leaving a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast store. And these ratings and reviews are really, really important to the show because they help give the show increased exposure. So the more ratings and reviews we have, the more people will see the show and people will recognize that this is a show that is valuable uh, based on your your feedback. And we are, we are at 83 reviews so far, which is like unbelievable. So please, let's get to 100 as soon as we can. So if you have not done so, go ahead to the Apple Podcast app, leave a five-star rating and review, and you can do that by going to the app on your phone, tapping search, typing in how does she do it, and then tapping write a review, and we will go from there. And now that that part of the show is done, we're going to get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I talk about just my thoughts related to current events, things that are happening in pop culture, or most recently, I've decided to talk about things that I am either listening to or reading. And so this week, I'm going to talk about what I am listening to. And if you have listened to this show for any period of time or for a long time, or if you know me personally, you know that Jay-Z is my favorite rapper of all time, hands down, period, full stop. And he dropped an album called 444 last week. And it is, I think, one of his best pieces of work. And I say that having listened to every single one of his albums, like front and back, this album is different and special because it is so intimate and personal. Jay, if you know anything about him, he's 47 years old. I'm calling him Jay like I know him, but go with me. 
He's 47 years old. He's married to Beyonce. They have three children now. They just had two uh, twin boy and girl a couple weeks ago. And he has remained private in a way that very few celebrities are able to do so. He does not talk about very many details of his life. Anything that we know about him is usually only because he wants us to know about him with the exception of things like, for example, when um, him and Solange got into that that beef in the elevator, uh, when Beyonce released Lemonade and talked about some of their marital issues and infidelity. And what he did on this album, instead of doing like a full response quote, so to speak, to Lemonade, he really delved into some of the, like, some personal things about him. But the title track, 444, which he says is the time that he woke up in the morning to actually write this track after he, had to write the song after he had gotten the, um, the track from his producer, he talks about, he apologizes to Beyonce for a lot of the, uh, for his infidelity. He apologizes for the, um, the way that he's hurt her. He talks about the idea of his daughter, of having to tell his kids about the things that he's done wrong in his life. And it's just, it's just dope. And so I say all that, I say all of that to say that in order to get the album, when it first, first came out, it was like, I was, I swear, I was so stressed about getting this album because (laughs) I was so stressed about getting this album because I was like, yo, I don't have title. I didn't have title when it first came out, downloaded title. And they were like, oh, only if you are a Sprint customer and have title, can you get this album for the first like four days? And I was like, this is stupid. So anyway. Fast forward, get download title, get access to the album. But what he's been what he's been releasing on title is what he's calling footnotes to each track on the album. And these footnotes are basically like video montages of like conversations and interviews and discussions that he's having with men of color about his emotions and about his experience. And he's talking about what goes into what went into the thought for each track. And it is just like it's just so good. So if you haven't heard 444, listen to it as soon as you can. I think that is also dope. And I swear I did not plan this. This is the 44th episode. We also, you know, always give shout outs to our 44th president because we don't really want to acknowledge the person who is currently serving as a 45th. And I'm debating on skipping number 40, like episode number 45 and just moving straight on to 46. But that's another conversation for another day. Either way, Check out 444. Um, if you can download title to watch these footnotes, these videos, and see people like Chris Paul and Anthony Anderson and Will Smith, and just like these, all of these men talk about the challenges that they've had, and Chris Rock talking about their emotions and their, you know, marital issues and what it's like being a black man or a man of color having to express and learn how to express emotions and navigate emotional situations. Really, really cool. Um, and Jay is like, I'm, I can't even get into the lyrical content because I actually, I've been thinking about doing an episode like dedicated to this album because he is, people try to play Jay on his, like his lyrical, um, or try to downplay, I should say his lyrical skill. And this man is not, is not playing games. He's never played games. Like people will say that his rhymes are not as complicated, let's say, as somebody like Nas, but there are layers to the things that he says, and his wordplay is is unreal, and he comes for so many different 
like parts of the industry in this album he talks about he has a song called story of oj and he's talking about oj simpson and the idea that you know being black in america no matter what your status is will always can always come back to you being black in america if you do something wrong or if you get called out for um you know kind of navigating the system in the wrong way or something like that so check it out um and he, this just really confirms that he's really like the greatest, arguably, but in my opinion, the greatest to do this thing. And um, let me hear your thoughts. If you have listened to this album, you know, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Instagram, let me know what you think about it. And um, now we're going to get into the announcement that I mentioned was going to happen in episode 43. And I'm now ready to talk about it. So that's this week's Just My Thoughts. You may have heard me mention in past episodes that I have a coaching company called Four Corners Coaching. And I founded the company in 2015 in an attempt to help people recognize the interconnection between different areas of their life and helping them move forward, particularly in their careers as it relates to their the strengths that they have, the skill sets that they have, the passions, the purpose that they feel that they have, and, and helping them align all of those things together to achieve career success. And so with that, I have worked with clients, I have given presentations, I've done talks, and now I am getting ready to launch a group coaching program called Work With Purpose. And the goal of Work With Purpose is to give people an opportunity to connect the dots between the skills that they have, the strengths that they have, and the direction that they want to take their career in. And what I find is that oftentimes people have, they might have some idea about what it is that they want uh, for their next move in their career, but they're not exactly sure how to get there. And that is what this coaching program is for. I'm only having four spots for the coaching program, and basically it will last for three months. There will be individual coaching sessions with each individual member of the group. There will also be group coaching sessions. There will be Q&A conversations with myself as well as other experts that I bring in to address some of the questions and challenges that the group members have. And if you are interested, if you go to the show notes to this week's episode, you can fill out a short form to answer some questions and learn a little bit more about the work with purpose program. And then I will be in touch with you about being a part of the group. And so if you visit again, how does she do it podcast.com. Also, you'll be able to go to fourcornerscoach.com to learn more about the program. And if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to find the link to the short form. And once you fill it out, you'll hear from me about your interest in the program and I'll answer any questions that you guys have. But I'm very, very excited about this. The program is launching in September. So in September, October, and November, like I mentioned, you'll have group coaching sessions, individual coaching sessions, and live Q&A conversations. This is not uh, you know, a bunch of pre-recorded sessions. This is direct interaction with your members of the coaching group as well as myself. And I'm really looking forward to putting this out there. I'm really looking forward to working with you. And like I said, visit the show notes at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com or go to fourcornerscoach.com and you spell that out F-O-U-R and learn more about work with purpose. And I look forward to hearing from you and to telling you more about this great opportunity. Now let's get on with the show. 
this week, I want to talk about getting out of your own way. And if you didn't fast forward through the first 12 minutes or so of this podcast episode, you would have heard me make the announcement about the Work With Purpose coaching program that I am launching in September through my company, Four Corners Coaching. And the announcement is timely as it relates to this topic of getting out of your own way, because leading up to this point, that is exactly what I've been doing, standing in my own way. And so I want to talk about how we can get out of our own way, particularly when it comes to using our gifts and doing what God has called and purposed us to do. Have you ever had those times where you know that God is trying to tell you something and some, some people might call it, call it the universe or, you know, just who the higher power that be, but something is trying to send you a message. And I, in the last, in less than a week have had two experiences that make it clear that there's a message that God is trying to send me. So related to getting out of my own way and stop and basically just using the gifts and the things that God has called me to do and not being afraid to do so. So the first thing that happened was I had a conversation with Pastor Carl Day and a mutual friend of ours. And in this conversation, we talked about everything from from church to outreach and service and Starbucks versus Saxby's and all this kind of stuff. And then we got down to the idea of what it means when we are called to do something. And I, I can't, won't get into all the details of the conversation, but what I took away from that conversation was basically Pastor Carl said, he said, don't be like Jonah. And if you are not familiar with the story of Jonah, Jonah was a man in the Old Testament who was basically running away from God and his assignment and the thing that God wanted him to do. And he ended up running so far as to get into a boat and then jumped out of the boat and got swallowed by in the belly of a fish and was in the belly of a fish for three days and then was spit back out onto the shore and ended up doing the thing that God called him to do initially. But basically what Pastor Carl was saying was don't run away from the thing you are assigned to do. If you keep hearing the message, if you keep seeing signs come out, come come back to you and point you in that same direction, there's something that there's something to that. And he also said that delayed obedience is still disobedience. So not doing something when you know you're supposed to be doing it is disobedience. It doesn't mean that when by the time you get to it, you are, um, you know, you're being obedient. Yeah, at, in, in, the, in the most literal sense. But if you wait to do something and someone is waiting for your gift, someone is waiting to hear you talk, someone is waiting for you to show up with that project and you delay, delay, delay that thing, then you may have lost an opportunity to give somebody something that you were supposed to provide them with because you were the only person that was best positioned to give them that thing or help them in that way. The second um kind of experience that pointed me to this general idea was a sermon that I heard on Sunday. I This weekend, I had planned to go out of town. I decided that I wasn't going to go anywhere. I spent the weekend with my friend and her family and went to church. And a pastor who is from Arizona named Sean Moore came and delivered one of the most powerful messages that I, I've heard in a very long time. And he talked about the power of, about increase and what increase can what increase means when it comes to our abilities and not sitting on the thing that we have been given 
to use in this world. And he talked from Matthew 25 verses 14 through 30. And in that chapter, in that chapter, that's the parable of talents where a, a man gives his three servants, three different amounts of talents, which is basically money in, um, in based in the, in the day that the story was written and, um, or that the parable was told and each of them did something different. So one was given five. He came back with an additional five. One was given two. He came back with additional two. The one who was given one talent buried his talent and did not do anything with it. And then was not, was basically uh, almost cursed because he didn't do the thing, didn't do anything with what had been given to him. And so, what I'm going to talk a little bit more about is the idea of not of getting out of your own way so that you are not wasting the thing that has been given to you for a very specific reason and purpose. So the first thing that you can do to get out of your own way is to identify your excuses. Before you can deal or break down or understand anything, you have to acknowledge that thing first. And a lot of us make excuses and kind of make excuses in the abstract. And there was a time in my life when I learned a, um, a poem, if you will, that said that excuses are tools of incompetence that build monuments of nothingness, right? Like when you hear that, those words, I used to say it very, very fast and it didn't always seep in. But when you think about it, tools of incompetence that build monuments of nothingness. So if you're building a monument of nothingness, like that, that's vast nothingness, right? So the idea of the importance of identifying your excuses is that you, we will make them kind of subconsciously. We will just let the day go by and we'll be like, oh, I don't have time to do this. Oh, I don't have enough money to do that. Oh, I am not sure if I have the connections to do this, that thing. And we keep making excuses after excuse after excuse. And they it becomes so normal, becomes such a normal part of our vocabulary that we don't even realize that we're doing it. We don't even realize that we're putting up these sometimes arbitrary roadblocks or or not or just putting up these these blocks that we're not even trying to address because we have not called those things out. So I want you to think about, I want you to stop, maybe pause this episode or at the end of this episode, think about the excuses that you make on a daily basis related to the things that you know you are supposed to be doing that you are not doing. Is it that for me, one of the excuses that I often make about not eating the cookie at work that comes with the lunch is that, oh, well, because the cookie is here, I guess I just have to eat it. That's an excuse. Because the cookie is here, I have to eat, I have to take two chocolate chip cookies. That's 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 ridiculous, right? So what are those things that you're saying? Are you saying that you can't go to the gym because you are too tired in the morning? So that doesn't mean you need to go to bed uh, earlier at night. Are you saying that you don't have enough time to, to do prayer because your mornings are too compressed because you have to do all of these things? What are the things that you are saying to yourself that are keeping you from doing the thing that you know you need to do? Identify those things. And once you identify those things, you can then begin to address them and eliminate the excuses in your life. So identify your excuses and then work to eliminate them from your life. The second thing that we can do and that you can do to get out of your own way is to refute your fears with evidence. I'll say that again. Refute your fears with evidence evidence. And I want to first point to a, uh, a passage of scripture. It's 2 Timothy 
chapter 1, verse 11, and this is from the Amplified Version. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power of and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So in thinking about the kind of evidence that you can use to refute your fears, if you are someone who reads the Bible and believe the words that the Bible says, if this word is telling us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, that's our first piece of evidence to refute that fear, that we, we have not been given that spirit by God. We have been given a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. We've been given those spirits that, and that, so that means that fear is coming from somewhere else. Fear is not born of God. It is not intended for, for us by, by God. And so that is, so that's the first piece of evidence that we use to refute our fears. The second piece of evidence that you use to refute your fear is proof from your life. Whenever we are hesitating to take action or move forward towards something that scares us or worried us, we can either, we do a few things. We either build a bunch of, of walls or expectations or requirements that have to happen before we can do that next thing, or we catastrophize. And what that means is that we imagine the worst case scenario that can happen around that thing. So we're thinking about what are people going to say about us if I do this thing? What's going to happen if I fail? If I try to do this thing, that means, and I fail at it, that means my mother's going to stop loving me. The sky is going to fall. I'm going to lose my job. My cell phone's going to get cut off. And and it's just like all of these things. And that sounds silly, but when you think about something that you're afraid of right now, and you think about the the journey that you have taken your mind, the rabbit hole that you've taken your mind down related to all the fears connected to that thing and all the things that you think could go wrong. That's essentially how they sound when you stop and think about it. They sound kind of ridiculous because you have no proof that those things are actually going to happen because you have seen things in your life already that when you, in the face of the fear that you have had, that fear, those fears that you had never came to fruition. That job that you applied for, that you were so scared to apply for, you actually got that thing. Or you didn't get the job, but you didn't die, right? You didn't, like, your family didn't stop loving you. You did not become a failure because you didn't get that opportunity. You did not, you know, have to drop out of school because you did not do that well in that one class. So there are a lot of things that we build up in our own minds that keep us from from moving forward because we allow that spirit of fear to direct our actions and to direct or our lack of action. But what we have to do in order to get out of our own way is to refute that fear with evidence. So the first piece of evidence that you're going to use is, is knowledge and proof that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of sound mind and of sound judgment and personal discipline and of love And the second piece of evidence is looking at the things that have already come to fruition in your life in the face of some fear that you had, in the face of thoughts that left you feeling like the worst was going to happen. And in reality, the worst never came to be. And the third And final thing that we can do to get out of our own way 
is to take action. So we have identified our excuses. We've refuted our fears with evidence. And now it's up to our, it's up to us to take action. I had a conversation with a friend earlier this week who, and actually a few of my friends, and I was basically talking about how tired I was of being in my own way and finding all of the reasons in the world to not do things that I said I wanted to do. And I was like, what, why are we, why are we all in this place? And I had a conversation with one of my friends that lasted a little bit longer. And as a result of our conversation, he has taken an action that he has been delaying on for the last like three or four months. He has put together something that he's going to put out into the world and that is going to be great and excellent because he refuted the evidence of that was connected to his fear and he took action. So, so much of what we already need to do the thing that we want to do, to do the thing that we are purposed to do already exists within us. We already have seen the results of our skills. We've already seen the results of our gifts, but we are too afraid to walk in that for fear of what will happen if I'm successful? What might happen if I fail? What will happen if I have to let these people in on the some of the challenges that I'm having? What might happen if I don't meet someone's expectations? Those are the kinds of questions that keep us standing still. But when you take action, what happens on the other side, people often we'll talk about when somebody does something, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have so much courage. But courage doesn't come before you take the, before you take the action that you're afraid to take. Courage comes on the other side of it. And it, it's when you can look back and say, oh my gosh, I did that thing that I thought I couldn't do. And now you have proof that you can continue, you can do that thing again. You can do that thing that you are scared to do again. And when you are afraid to put something out there, to put yourself out there, you can point to proof that that thing that you are going to do has already worked in some way, shape, or form. Because most of the time when we are talking about tapping into our gifts and tapping into our strengths and tapping into our skills that show up at work or in the way that we that we serve other people or in the way that we interact with our family, those things that we are, are most naturally talented and gifted at doing, they, they're not spontaneous, right? They didn't just come out of nowhere. Like you woke up one day and all of a sudden you could, you know, sing your way through, you know, some of the most challenging harmonies in a, in a song. No, that thing, people have been telling you, you could sing. They ain't been telling me that I can sing, but they've been telling you that you can do this thing that you, that you are afraid to continue to do. A lot of times what keeps us from taking the action that we need to take is that we believe that we need something external to be given to us in order to do what it is that we need to do. So for example, as I've mentioned before, I'm someone who loves to take another course, download another PDF, read another book, listen to another lecture, write affirmations, or do these different things that will give me, that are external things that I'm trying to draw to myself to add to the what I what I believe I am lacking when in reality God has already placed everything that we need to do this next step of this thing within us because if he didn't 
we wouldn't have the the thought to do it. We wouldn't have the urge to do this thing. The messages would not be constantly repeating themselves to us that, you know, you're supposed to be speaking. You're supposed to be coaching people. You're supposed to be leading that service project. You're supposed to be serving in this kind of way. You're supposed to be reaching out to people. You're supposed to be teaching people, you know, how to do whatever it is, that thing that you're talented at doing. And we have to believe and trust that what God has told us is true. He's told us that when we trust in him and don't lean on our own understanding, that he will direct our path. So if we are leaning on our own understanding to the degree that we feel like we have to gather this much resources and this much more information and learn a little bit more about marketing and learn a little bit more about how to, you know, interview for this position or learn how to do all these different things, we are then, we are, we are adding doubt. We are leaning on our own understanding. We are trying to explain and put ourselves in a position that we don't necessarily need to try to put ourselves in a position in because we have already been positioned by God to do the thing that he wants us to do, period. And it may not manifest in the way you imagine that it does. It may not look like the version of, a, of success that you see in the popular, in the social media profiles and LinkedIn pages and websites of the people that you admire and respect. But that's because that's not your journey. That's because that is not the, uh, not the path that is for you because that is someone else's path. And so when we decide that it is time to get out of our own way, and we continue to walk and I can, and I challenge you to do this. Think about a time when you let your inhibition go and you did something that you had been hold, that you've been waiting to do for, for a long time, that you've been hesitant to do for a long time. And my guess is that you can then, after you did that thing, you can point to validation. You can point to confirmation. You can point to affirmation related to that, that reinforced that you should have been done that thing. You shouldn't have waited to do that thing. And then somehow we still find, we end up finding ourselves waiting again to do something else related to something that we're supposed to be doing. Stop waiting. Stop giving into your fear. Stop hesitating from taking action and start moving out of your own way so you can do the thing that you are called and purposed to do. So just to recap, the three things that you can do to get out of your own way is to first identify your excuses and then figure out how to address them and eliminate them. The second thing that you need to do to get out of your own way is to refute your fears with evidence. The first piece of evidence I quoted from, uh, 2 Timothy verse 1 through 7, that God did not give us a spirit of fear. So that's the first way you refute fear. The second way is that you look at the evidence of your life that has already shown you that when you move past fear, that there is blessing on the other side of it. And the third thing that you need to do is take action. Don't look for external resources to supplement the thing that you already have inside of you, the thing that you have already seen bear fruit 
the thing that you have already been told is the thing that you should be doing, the thing that's nagging, been nagging at you and just keeps coming back around in your mind that you can't seem to let it go, that is all the proof that you need. That is all the fuel that you need to take action. And once you start to take action, you will be affirmed and reaffirmed time and time again because when you are walking in the thing that you are supposed to be walking in, then the world is literally open to you to continue to to serve in that way that you are meant to serve, to bless others in the way that you are meant to bless others, and to continue to do the thing that God has purposed you to do. Thank you for listening to episode 44 of How Does She Do It? I as I always do at the end of many episodes, not always every single one, but I try to do my best. I want to read a review from the Apple podcast app. And this is from J King 717. And it reads, this is such a phenomenal podcast. Tiffany is so genuine, insightful, and witty. Listening to her share her experiences and dive into topics that impact us all makes it seem like I'm having a great conversation with a friend. If you want an honest perspective from someone who is genuine, bright, and amazing, you just have to press the play button. Thank you, J King 717. I really appreciate your feedback. If you have not already left a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app or wherever you listen to this, to, to this podcast, please uh, go to the podcast app, type in how does she do it in the search bar, tap the show once it comes up, then hit reviews in the middle of the screen and then hit write reviews. And uh, your feedback is always appreciated. These reviews are very important because they keep giving us vis- visibility in the Apple in Apple Podcasts. And, um, and just let other people know that this is something that you enjoy. If you have not shared the show, please share it with a friend. And please uh, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how, how things are going with you. If you have any comments, feedback, questions that you'd like answered on the show, please send me an email to uh, Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoAPodcast.com. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.